Welcome or welcome back to Pre Arb Excellence, a Roots based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today is Saturday. Saturday means the Cubs red play the Cubs blue. And Saturday means the Mesa Cubs play against the Mesa A's. I would imagine the Mesa A, the Mesa Cubs game is a bit earlier in the afternoon as opposed to at night. They usually do that on Saturday, but I haven't gotten as far as checking that. Today is about how I generally determine now which game I'm prioritizing. I can only listen to one game at a time. And a lot of it will depend on what the clock says. A lot of it depends upon what the clock says, because if the Myrtle Beach game, like tonight, starts at 5, and the South Bend game doesn't start until 6.30, well, I'm not going to listen to the South Bend game until it starts. So the first half, uh, first hour and a half, for most of the DJ Hers portion of the broadcast, I'll probably be listening to Myrtle Beach. And then I'll jump over to South Bend. And with all respect to um, Alex Cohen, I'm not listening a whole lot to the iCubs. I'm really not. I'm really not. The players that are most intriguing to me for as far as the iCubs now are the guys who might make sense longer term. The guys that might make sense longer term and the guys from the iCubs this year who make sense longer term are already in Chicago. So if I want to listen to iCubs, I will prioritize the Chicago Cubs game because they're basically the same thing now. But as far as pegging a game to follow, I'm basing it on the starting pitcher. I'm basing it a lot on the starting pitcher. And what I'm trying to do is listen to pictures that I don't have entirely figured out. The last two nights, it was Alexander Vizcaino and um, Anderson Espinoza, who recently acquired, still trying to get a feel for them. Um, all that good kind of stuff. Tonight, um, South Bend is going with Max Bain, which I will default to at some point. But um, I'm more interested in hers. And Bain is still... I don't believe that any information on Max Bain right now is particularly pertinent I'm probably off on my own little island on that. He's developing, he's developing, he's developing. He's developing, he's getting there, he's figuring things out, he's developing. I looked at his ERA today for a tweet, and I think it's like 5.81, something like that. It, it's, it's high. doesn't matter. He's going to have, over the course of five outings, two that are really good, two that are Kind of good and one that's really bad. And it's like you're rolling a 10-sided die to determine if he's going to be... It's not a case of 
um, he wasn't prepared or he wasn't this or he wasn't that. Sometimes you just have a bad game. And Max Bain is more prone to having bad games at this point in his career than some pitchers are, for what, for what it's worth. You know, he gets one of those games where he goes two-thirds of an inning and has a 37-pitch outing. He's done for the day. However many earned runs, that's what he gets. That's his total line. Um, hers against low A hitters has been rather comical. It really has been. He's um, any left-hander at the low A level with any kind of life on his fastball, any kind of jump on his breaking ball, any left-handed pitcher with any kind of sort of anything special is going to be fun at the low A level. And DJ Hers definitely qualifies along those levels. Um, Hers has been fantastic. He's been absolutely fantastic. There's no real other way to put it. He's had a couple of ERA killer games. So his is in the mid threes. But hearing him be better than hitters is what I'm listening for. Just like when Alexander Vizcaino was being better than hitters or Alexander Espinosa being better than hitters. There are some Cubs pipeline pitchers. Myrtle Beach, South Bend, who are as good as the level. As good as the level, or possibly even not quite as good as the level. And yeah, I'll listen to them. I will listen to them. Is needed. I'd rather listen to a Cubs Pipeline game than other games. During the trade deadline rush, I was as interested in listening to... Mets games, as I was in Cubs games. I would prioritize the Cubs game. But if the Mets game would start at 5 and the Cubs game would start at 6, I would listen to the Mets game until the Cubs game started. But as far as how I'm determining which game I'm prioritizing, on a Saturday, on a Sunday, it'll be different because... The games are stretched out a bit, especially on Sundays. On Sundays, games get stretched out over the entire day. Because usually South Bend will play an early game about noon, about 1. Myrtle Beach will usually play a game around 4.30, And Iowa, they'll play whenever they do. And the game gets stretched out over the entire day. One thing I will recommend as you consider things, regardless what you think of listening to the iCubs, regardless what you think of looking at, um, oh, the, the concept of listening to a game with some of their starting pitchers as the starting pitcher. Alex Cohen is still fantastic at what Alex Cohen does. He is very talented at telling you when a pitcher is about ready for a look at the next level. That doesn't mean that he will 
be successful at said next level yet. But he is very good at telling you when he is about ready. Eric Yulman is at that point. Eric Yulman is about ready to join my list of players I will consider for the Rule 5 draft. I will consider for protecting from the Rule 5 draft because he's pitching well in AAA. Eric Yulman is about ready to join the list of... Let me see, I think there's three of them. Here's my list here. Here's my list here. Um, Brendan Little, Ethan Roberts, Scott Efros. There's one other. Dakota Mekas, Ethan Roberts, Scott Efros. Boy, I thought there's one other one. And um, Eric Yulman. Do they belong in Wrigley? Why would they belong in Wrigley? How would I know if they belong in Wrigley? That's that's the kind of question mindset I'm running through. Why would I consider any pitcher ready to get the look at the Chicago level? What would make them worthy of consideration as opposed to leave him in AAA, he won't get selected, or leave him in AAA him up at the end of the year. Um, there's a lot of combinations and permutations. Some players will get selected in the December draft. Some won't get selected. Some that do get selected are going to stick around with their team. Some won't get selected. It's perfectly fine, perfectly fine, perfectly fine if to use a name. Scott Efros. If Scott Efros gets selected in the in the December draft, and Cubs fans across the board are, oh no, they should have called him up. They should, and, and then Efros gets returned to the Cubs. That's fine. The problem is if Scott Efros or Dakota Mekas or Brendan Little or Eric Yulman get drafted in the December draft, don't get returned, and they're really good for three or four years. And the key to getting December right, the key to getting December right is to look into the future two or three years. If the Cubs are unable to effectively look into the future for two or three years, that's bad on them. The ability to look into the future and decide, is Eric Ullman, is Brendan Little, is Dakota Mekas, is Scott Efros one of those guys that might be a difference maker for another team? You can't prevent other teams from calling someone's name in December. They've done well. If somebody selects any of those four, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. And if they do well, I won't be surprised. The key in this sort of a situation, in a situation where 
2021 really isn't the priority. Getting the future right is more important. Today, someone was questioning why Andrew Romine and Jason Hayward are getting opportunities instead of the younger players. Actually, I think I think David Ross has done a fairly good job of that. Stapling a player to the bench is not optimal. Regardless who it is, if you're on the roster, you should play. You should play some games. Two or three starts, four or five starts a week, whatever, whichever. Everyone should play. Everyone should get the opportunity to get into the game. There should be zero cases of this guy does not play unless everybody else gets hurt. Or this guy doesn't play unless it gets to the 12th inning and you need a pinch hitter. Sergio Alcantara should get in. Andrew Romine should get in. Austin Romine should get in. All of the players should play. And at some point during the game, DH or no DH, 6th inning, 7th inning, probably be a good time to, okay, let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Bring in one of the guys off the bench. So everyone stays engaged. You're trying to answer questions for the future. You're trying to answer questions for the future. It's unlikely that either Romine will be a key piece of the team on into the future. But the Romines are around because one of them's a catcher and one of them's a shortstop. The Cubs really don't have those positions otherwise filled out. Let all the players play. And do the assessment. Do the assessment. The person who was complaining about the players that were playing was fussing about oh, which which relievers? Uh, Trevor McGill and Michael Rucker. I think those were the two that he was criticizing. Why are they playing? Why are they playing? They're old. Well, I talked about that yesterday. What difference make how old they are? 26, 27, 28, 25. What difference does it make? What you're trying to figure out is, can this player be useful for the Cubs in 2022 or in 2023? With Adam Morgan, he is old, but the Cubs have his rights in 2022 if they want him. Are they going to want him? Why are they going to want him? Why are they not going to want him? Answering those questions for all of the players on the roster is what the last month, five weeks of games are about. And realistically, wins and losses less important than they were in other seasons. The countdown as of right now, Colorado 10th, 961. Kansas City, Ninth, 453. Now here's where the business is. Eighth place, Twins, 438. Seventh place, Nationals, 433. Sixth place, Cubs, 431. Fifth place, Marlins, 411. And sneaking up toward the top. Pittsburgh Pirates, fourth at 364. The Rangers at 344 and Diamondbacks at 338 are 
Rangers are about where they've been for the last week. Diamondbacks are up a tick. Orioles are still bad. Watching players, assessing players, putting players through situations to see how worthy they are of a 40-man roster spot. That's what it's about now. That's what it's about now. And assessing at the minor league level is similar to, though different than, assessing at the major league level. But if you are picking a minor league game to listen to, and you're picking up something, toss it out there on the Twitter thingy. Toss it out there on the Twitter machine, because when you're picking up things, when you're noticing things, when you're learning things, that's when baseball becomes fun. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Have a great weekend. And at least in Myrtle Beach, Saturday is Thursday.